Welcome to Echo! Let's take a mo- Take a moment to mourn the loss of the sun and the warmth. Oh. Okay, I'm over it. Let's celebrate the soon changing of the leaves. Did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose all in one space? Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Do us a favor. Let us know where you're watching from. Go ahead and comment below. Smash that like button. Or really, smash any key. Whatever you want. We encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.30 and 11 a.m. on Sundays. We'd love to meet you. Speaking of service times, we are making a change to our in-person service time starting September 11th. We are shifting our time 15 quick minutes. 15 or 14? 15 quick minutes. Okay. Not 14. So update your calendars. The new times will be 9.15 and 10.45 a.m. every Sunday. As always, we want to thank you for your obedience to God's word with the giving of your time. Mm. Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Would you consider investing a few of your metaphorical apples or oranges today? Or, or greens. This, or greens. Or <laughs> this month to further the vision of Echo. If you are looking to give, Head to our website or text any amount to 84321. Enjoy Echo Online Service. Enjoy it. Better.
church. How's everyone doing? Woo! Well, this is it. Rude Jude is concluding today. Can I hear an amen? Amen. (laughs) If you know anything like me, like uh, there are certain like things that I don't know why I'm walking like a robot here, but um, no, there's just certain, you know, there's certain, um, certain things like movies, you know, they, they're, they're coming to the conclusion or as you think, and then they start over again, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I just think we've squeezed as much as we can squeeze out of Jude and, uh, and, but we're coming to his last words. And I would just say, I think his last words might be his finest words, the most important words for us to apply to our life. But before we go into Rude Jude, or we read Jude chapter, or I mean, uh, verse 24, I, I just, I, I want to just hear of a few famous last words that have been spoken as people pass into, you know, eternity. Richard uh, Fenman, he's a physicist and an author. He, he's sitting there on his deathbed. And I know some of you are like, wow, you're so lively today, Andy. Like, oh, what great topic you're speaking of. Uh, this is his last words. He says, I'd hate to die twice because this is extremely boring. <laughs> oh, okay, no one really thought that was great. But anyway, uh, how about this? Buddy Rich. Does anybody know Buddy Rich? I have no idea who he is. He's a drummer, I guess. And, and uh, when a nurse asked him, is there something that you can't take with you? And he said, yeah, country music. Ooh, that's an attack on any country music lovers. I thought that was funny. Anyway, I mean, you can't, I guess you can't take it there. Uh, how about this? Louise Marie Teresa de Saint. She's, she's, she's in the process of, of uh, moving on to, into the next life. And, and uh, she's about to pass. And she actually passes gas. But she says, good. A woman who can fart is not dead yet. <laughs> oh, some of you are judging me right now. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things that remind us of our humanity. Can I hear an amen? We all do it. Might as well talk about it sometimes. Some, uh, uh, how about this one here? Uh, W.C. Fields, uh, an actor, when asked why he was reading his Bible on his deathbed. He said this, I am looking for loopholes. I actually think that this is the type of person that Jude was addressing in his audience. He was addressing the person that's reading between the lines, trying to find a loophole to give them the ability or the justification to live in a certain way. So it doesn't matter if Jude's, uh, it doesn't matter if Jude's original audience or if it is us today. Jude is wanting to just get to the point and to lead us to Jesus. Can I hear an amen? And to remind us of what Jesus taught us. And so if you have your Bibles, open up to Jude chapter 24, and it says something like this, now. Can everybody say now? Now to the one who can keep you from falling and set you without defect or blemish and full of joy in the presence of his glory. To God alone, our deliverer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
He says this, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now, and forever. Today, what I want to do is lean into that word, now. You guys want to learn a little Greek today? It's one of the easiest Greek words to say. It's day. Everybody say day. It's a utilitarian type of word. It's used for so many different reasons. And, and if, if, you were to, uh, if you were to kind of look it up and, and look into this etymology, you'll see that this word, and I think all of them are behind me, it's used for the word but, and, now, then, also, yet, yet. can everybody say yay? So, moreover, nevertheless, for even, for or or even, And what I want to do is right from the get-go, when we hear Jude pen these letters and we read that, I want you to realize that when that word now is presented, there is this connotation that no matter your circumstance, you are called to praise God. That no matter what your now is, it doesn't matter if it's a but or a therefore or a nevertheless or even or then or also, God is calling us to be people of praise. No matter the circumstance, God is calling us to praise, to praise God. But here's some common issues. The common issue is this. There's, there's three of them that I want to talk about. When we're on the mountaintop, our gut reaction is to praise God, but it doesn't last forever. Do you all get what I'm saying? I know, how, I know how you feel. You get that new car and you're like, praise God. Do you know what I'm saying? You get that new job, praise God. But then like the next day you meet the people and you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's one of those things, a common issue that, that kind of in the rhythms of life, we get to that mountaintop and yes, we might react with praise, uh, but it is so easy to go back to the opposite. Is that my phone? No. I hope not. Um, the other common issue is this, is when it comes to praising God is, is um, when we, so that you got the mountaintop experience but you got the valley low and when we go into the valley, uh, normally our reaction is not to praise God, but what we end up doing is we end up calling out God. That is a common issue and, and uh, if you're somewhere in between the last common issue that we are addressed with in living this lifestyle of praise that God is calling us to live within that now moment and be people of praise is this is no matter where we are in the spectrum between the mountain or the valley we, it's just so easy to forget God in, the, in between. Does anybody relate to that at all? It is just so easy to get busy. It's so easy to, to, to work on our agenda and have our goals and have our purposes and, and, and make our decisions that it's just so easy to forgot, forget God in between. And, and I just want to tell you my last rude Jude statement, potentially of my life, uh, since we've squeezed this book so hard uh, this summer. Uh, this is what I want to tell you today. This is what I think if Jude could be on this stage, he would tell you this that your now is the best opportunity to praise. 
that it doesn't matter how you came into church. It doesn't matter what your life circumstance is, good, bad, ugly, or somewhere in between. Your current now is the best time to praise. Now, now, interesting enough, Jude is addressing people who are finding loopholes, which, by the way, let's just all admit we try to do that from time to time. But at the end of the book, he looks, he says, okay, all that, I've addressed that. I've addressed some of the issues and some of the things and ways in which you're failing. But then at the end of it, he goes, now. And he's speaking to those people he's addressing. He's speaking to us and he's saying this, now go ahead and give God the glory that he deserves. Bring God praise. Can I hear an amen? Anybody out there resonating with what I'm saying here? God is calling us to be people of praise. And the best time to praise is our now. So why now? Why, why now? Well, let me, I just, I kind of want, why praise now? What I want to do is I want to kind of teach you a little bit about praise and, and how it connects to our everyday ordinary life. And, and I've got just a few uh, points with it. They'll go on the screen. I'm going to give them all to you now just for note taking purposes. But the first one is this, is praise is our Purpose. What I want to remind you today is this, and Jude doesn't write it in the book like this, but I think he's assuming it, that this audience knew that they were created to bring God praise. In fact, I would say this is Jude, where at the end is reminding the believers that they're supposed to have this lifestyle of praise because they understood that that is why they were created. Matthew 4.10, it says this, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Can I paraphrase it? Praise God and serve him only. God, like, like man, there are a list of things and why, why you were born, the reason why you breathe. And on the top of that list is to bring him praise. Psalms 139 says this, 39, 13, it says this, for you, were create, or you, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And then it says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made and your works are wonderful and I know that full well. I just want to get it within our soul, no matter who we are and no matter how our context or what our context may be, God has called us to be people of praise. And I can tell you this, people of praise are also people of joy. Because if you understand uh, God, you understand that he desires to fill us and continually refill us with his joy. And how does he do that? Well, that leads me to the second point. Praise is a path to God's presence. And when I read scripture, and, and I've got a ton of, of references for this, is when you abide with God and you sit at his table, what happens there is he's willing to anoint you with his presence and to fill you with joy. If I can say it like this, is praise, I believe, is a highway to the presence of God. And if I can just admit something to you today, I am absolutely addicted to the presence of God. I learned that at a very young age. 
I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't explain it. But I just knew it from time to time when God would show up in my now circumstances or my now situations, my normal life, sometimes in church and at other times in my normal life. Praise ultimately is the product of communion with God. Praise is the product of understanding and experiencing the presence of God. Psalms 100 verse 4 says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. An old song that, that I sung as a young child was this, uh, something I screwed up in the first hour and, it's, uh, um, and no one's here to help me at this point, uh, is uh, there, there is better as one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. And if we're people of praise, we, 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 we desire, can anybody say thanks to Scott? Isn't he just an amazing echo host? <laughs> but what we understand when we follow Christ is his presence wants to indwell us. He, he wants to fill us with his joy and his presence is so life changing. And I'm telling you what, it's easy for me to praise when I'm just more aware of God's presence is what I'm trying to say. And Scott's helping me with that. Uh, how about this praise? It's a change of perspective. I think of the story of Jericho. Jericho. Do you guys know that story at all in the Old Testament? The Israelites are trying to enter into the promised land. And one of the first um, challenges is this really fortified city. It's an amazing city. I mean, historians talk about the, the difficulty of how that would have, how, how difficult it would have been to infiltrate and to truly attack that city. And, and, uh, and what I find absolutely unique in this story is the Israelites are not instructed to sharpen their swords. They're not instructed to dig any holes. They're not instructed to configure a certain army uh, situation and plan, but they are instructed. And let me read in Josh 6, 16. It says, shout because the Lord has given you this city. See, I believe what God was trying to teach these people and what he's trying to teach us is this, is God is all about changing your perspective and I believe the action of praise begins to change our perspective. In, in Josh uh, 6.20, it says, then the people shouted. This is after they had, they had, um, they had marched around the city once for six days each day, and then on the seventh day, they went seven times around, and at the very end, this is what they did while they're marching around the city, and then the people shouted, and they blew the trumpets, and as soon as the people heard the trumpets blast, they shouted the loud war cry, and then the wall came crumbling down. 
And I just sense that the Lord is used, wants to use this story to remind you that your voice full of his praise can change any circumstance that is before you. It doesn't matter how high the mountain is. It doesn't matter how steep the circumstance is. It doesn't matter how difficult the challenge is. It doesn't matter what people said is going to happen or could happen. It doesn't matter about the, the past words that have been spoken over you, I just sense that the praise of God begins to change our perspective from sometimes our voice and then back in. To praise God is not, I mean, it's not just reminding God that he is great, but praise also reminds you how great God is. Can I hear an amen if you agree with that? So Jude writes it like this. Now, to him who is able. How many are thankful that Jude didn't write, well, now to the one that might help in this circumstance? <laughs> now to the one that it's nice to have when I need him. Now to the to God that I can't see and I just don't know if he's going to help. No, he says it as he believes it. And he's saying now to him who is able, I believe a part of praise is to repeat back God, his capabilities, his personality and how God cares for you. And I believe when we do that, it begins to change our perspective. Uh, just the other day I was reading my Bible around my island in my kitchen as I do often. And in and, and, uh, many of those cases, my youngest daughter, Keza, joins me. And she's a treat. And, uh, and honestly, a, a, uh, a bringer of joy to my life. And she goes, Dad, you're strong. I was <laughs> like, yes, I am. <gasps> uh, come on, someone needs to be told they're strong today. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. And then she looked at me. She goes, yeah, Dad, you could pick this house up because you're strong. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's kind of the way we need to talk to God. Although it's not true about me, it is true about God. And although it may not make sense to you in your mind and maybe of your past experience with God and some of the doubts that you might have, I just want to tell you today, if, if you're going to take anything today, leave this place praising God for who God is and not who, God, who you think God is. I just think there's a power of perspective. How about this? Praise is meant to be a posture of surrender. Romans 14, 11 says, it is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will acknowledge God. I think it's, it's our calling to consistently admit that we can't, but God can. And when I think about declaring God's praises, I want to be a person that voluntarily bends my knee to bring praise to him. It says every, everyone will bow their knees to praise God. 
I want to be a person that voluntarily praises God. And in fact, uh, just this last week, I was up north uh, in some land that we had purchased. And recently, I had bought a dock, and, and everybody had gone into the airstream, and, and, and I wasn't ready to go in yet. And so I went out on the edge of the dock in northern Minnesota, and I looked up, and my mind was absolutely blown away by the vastness of God's creation. I looked up and, I, and, I, and, and even, even, um, even man's creation, I saw a satellite flying from the west to the east or whatever way it might have been. I don't know, north to south, who really knows? And then I saw, I saw, and I'm not making this up. Sometimes pastors make things up. I try not to. Uh, <clears throat> I saw a shooting star. Come on. Like anybody have those great memories as a child looking up? I mean, when's the last time you looked up to the skies and you just recognized the vastness of God and you said, thank you. The moon was shining in the back and, and I just in that moment was refreshed by the closeness of God in the midst of his vastness. Matthew 6, 25 through 33 is a phenomenal portion of scripture. I encourage you to go home and read it. But just in a paraphrased kind of short little abridged reference, Jesus asks his audience, he says, which, of, which one of you could add a cubit to your stature? In modern day terms, you'd say, well, you know, can going to add an inch to your stature. He asks that question and he begins to instruct his disciples and his listeners that, that man, God cares more than you ever could realize. And eventually he says this, if you're going to do anything, you should do this. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is posture your self in a place of surrender. And if you're at that place of surrender, you will be a person of praise as you seek God first. And then lastly, in band, I'm going to ask you to come up because it's directly related to my last point. Praise is a practice. Praise is a practice. It, it, it won't come natural. It's something that we have to learn. And, and, and let me make it very clear today. Praise isn't something that just happens within this auditorium or church sanctuary. It happens in your everyday, ordinary life. But I do believe that this is the context in which we can learn praise the best. Because what we do is we try to cut out all the distractions and, and strip away all the things that we're concerned around. And what we do is collectively come together with the same purpose to lift Jesus's name above all other names, to be people of praise. If you're going to praise out there, I just sense learning praise. And here is something that could be helpful. That Greek word for praise could also mean the word praise. Deep thoughts with Pastor Andy today. But beyond that, I don't know why that wrote that down. <laughs> it's just what it is. But it also means the song. It could mean adoration, thanksgiving, fame, or defining that which is renown. And I want to be a church that learns to define Jesus as renown. 
I want to begin to learn how to praise so that I live out praise. Just yesterday, I got to see a friend of mine that I have not seen for the better part of the year. And I was hanging out with him a little bit just for a very short period of time. And he said something like this, hey, Andy, can I tell you what God has been saying to me lately? And dude, it's crazy. This is what he said. He said, these are the three words, now. Look and listen. I just love how God shows up at the right time, the right place, and he speaks through people. As my friend Don told me that yesterday, it just confirmed in me to remind you that no matter what your now scenario is, no matter what your circumstances, God is calling us to be present and to be present with an attitude and a heart to bring him praise no matter what. And in order to do that, we need to become aware that we do need to look around us. I think that we need to turn the blind eye to our circumstance. In fact, I think we need to be awfully aware of how bad it might be or how good it might be or somewhere in between and honestly be a person of praise. Understanding that when we are people of praise, we usher in the presence of God and where God is, there his voice can be heard. So therefore we can listen. And when we're in his presence, no matter what our perspective is, we bring a praise that sounds like this, Lord, now to him who is able be the glory, majesty, power, and authority now and forever. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I um, just recently um, got charged for another month of my Audible subscription. You know what Audible is? It's how you listen to books being read to you. And, and I just haven't been able to keep up. And I've got like 12 credits. And, and I already paused <laughs> it earlier this year. Anybody have that same problem? Like you just can't keep? Okay, I'm not okay. I see that hand. One honest person in this room. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I was like going, oh, man, I just... I hate throwing away uh, money. And so, so I started a chat on my computer and, and I'm just asking like, what are the options? And can I pause it again? They're not letting me. And then I realized they only let you do that once a year. And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have to like binge listen. My ears are going to fall off on vacation. And, and so I was like, well, what are the other options out there? And she said, well, you could subscribe for a year and save money. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, you know, I was like, well, what does that cost? And she goes, well, Cost $149.99. I said, well, on the website, it said $119.99 for the first year. Could you hit me up? She's like, sure. And then she said it so quickly. I said, well, if that's so easy, you could probably do better. <laughs> How many of you hate me out there? Like, I know you're like, you're that person. Yes, I am that person. She said, well, I'm going to go ask my supervisor. Before I go to my supervisor, let me make you a suggestion on a book you should listen to. And she told me about this book, um, which, by the way, I did get it at a lower price. Can I hear an amen? Praise God. <laughs> he lives. You know, so, uh, now i got to listen to 21 titles this year. I don't know. 
and do it. But anyway, uh, that's not here nor there. What I wanted to eventually get to is this, is she had told me to read Trevor Noah's new book. And I don't know how you think about him. I don't know if you like him or you hate him. Yeah, again, politically, you might not like it. I don't really, it's not the point. He writes a book that's called Born a Crime, Childhood Stories from South Africa. And I was absolutely fascinated by his ways of reading and then his stories. And this one story, he talks about how he grew up in a one one room home. And he lived in the city called Sorrento and there was poverty everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And the one way you could tell that there was poverty is, is, is about every, to every a thousand people, there was one car. And he was telling stories from there. And again, I was deeply entertained while mowing my lawn. It was just phenomenal. But this is what he said about those. He said, none of them had, either. There was no future in which most of these families could ever have a car. There was maybe one car for every thousand people, yet almost, listen to this, yet everyone had a driveway. And this is where it gets fascinating. It was almost like building the driveway was a way of willing the car to happen. And the story of Sorrento is the story of driveways it's a hopeful place. And if Echo Church is going to be anything, I want it to be this hopeful place of praise. And I don't know what your one, one room spiritual house looks like, but I want every single one of us to have this driveway. And you know what we do on our driveway? We praise God no matter what our now circumstances are. Can I hear an amen? amen. And so now let's practice what I preached. Let us lift our attention off of ourselves and position God to position our, 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 ourself under our shepherd and our sustainer. Echo Church, will you stand up? Jesus, we now, we're, I'm done preaching and we invite you now to do your work. And God, I just sense there are some people in this room that they, They don't live a lifestyle of praise. In fact, this whole worship thing, even within a church, is a new thing for them. But God, no matter where we are at, would you just meet us today? If we're passionate worshipers, we're passionate people that praise you on daily or in a church service, God, I just ask that you would just meet us here, that you would push us out of our comfort zone, and God, that you would just do your work and through us today in Jesus' name. And everybody said,
declare Jesus worthy. Jesus, you are worthy. Jesus, you are worthy. God, be, be glorious. You are full of majesty. You are, you are power and you have all the authority. Jesus, today we just strip ourselves from our contrived ideas uh, of, of us having any of that. And we, we present it to you today, Jesus. Would you have it all? Today we present ourselves before you as our authority. God, as you say in your scripture, God, that you will do your work to, to, to create us without blemish. In your presence and full of joy, today we acknowledge, Jesus, that you are in the midst of us, or we are in the midst of you, more likely. And today, God, we choose to abide with you all across this room. I, I, I would just love for you to put your hands out to receive something from Jesus today. Lord, would you just give us your joy? That God, in this now moment, that you would just do your work. God, no matter what our now moment is or now circumstance, no matter if we're on the mountain or the valley, God, that you would just refill us today. Rejoy us as we rejoice towards you, acknowledging that you are the God that has authority. You have the ability. God, now who is able, you are able and you are capable and we just declare you willing to do something in our life today. God, would you have your way in us today? Will you just say that across the room? God, would you do something in us today. Psalms 23, 5 says this, you prepare a table and you anoint my head with oil. And Psalms 45, 8 says, all of my garments smell by which they have been made glad. I just sense that there's some people in this room today that the Lord in his presence wants to fill you with joy so that praise becomes more natural in your life. So Jesus, we sit at your table. Jesus, we acknowledge that you are our savior, but you are our shepherd and that you treat us as your sons and daughters. And today, God, we just receive that fresh oil of your spirit upon us. Would you refresh us, us anew? Would you change our perspective? And would you just birth within us a seed of praise in Jesus' name?
this truth. Matthew 7, 29 specifically addresses Jesus' authority. So when Jude writes, be glory, majesty, power, and authority, he's making reference to Jesus as one with authority. And where Jesus is, is his presence. And where his presence is, there his authority lies. And I just feel the bottom of my heart that we are to lean into Jesus and his authority today, his authority to heal, his authority to renew, his authority to, to give you a fresh start, authority for Jesus to turn the tables upside down in, of your heart that has been hardened and just needs a good till today the authority to to put upon you his spirit of joy. And Jesus, today, we lean into you. We're reminded of Hebrews. It reminds you that you are at the right hand of the throne of majesty. You You are at the right hand of your Father, our Father in heaven. And that is a position of authority, and, and that's, the, that's what we approach today. And within your, and, and, and at your presence, we just say thank you. Thank you that you are the God that heals. Thank you that you are the God that renews. Thank you are the God that can deal with our now circumstance. We ask that you would just show up today in our heart and our life and that you would reconfigure our passions and our priorities and our purpose and that you would just seed within us a lifestyle of praise. kind of a, uh, maybe a different way. I just sense that there's some of you out here today and man, you have needs, you have desires, you have prayer requests that you have been seeking God and, and, and you've not seen those things, but in a very prophetic way, I, I just sense today is supposed to be a day that you're supposed to praise God, even though you have not yet seen the answer. So all across this room, I just pray, God, that you would just give us a heart of faith. <laughs> I got faith of believing for the things that have yet been seen. 
And today all across this room, I'm asking you to do this. Would you just begin to thank God for the things that you've not yet seen in your life? And, and maybe for some of you, it's a new job. For some of you, it's restored marriages. Maybe it's a, a restored relationship. Maybe it is a mental, emotional, or physical healing. Or maybe it's just a spiritual renewal just across this room. And I'm asking you to actually lift your voices up. You don't have to scream it. You can whisper it. Some of you can journal it. But will you begin to say, thank you, Jesus, for whatever you're looking for breakthrough for. Jesus, you are the God of breakthrough. We acknowledge that you have the authority to break every chain, to renew our hearts, and to do a work in us today. In Jesus' name.
you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's praise for those who said the prayer for the first time. Let's give it up. Come on. You know, another group of people that we love to celebrate and praise God for is those who came to the church for the very first time. Welcome to Echo Church. We're so glad you're here. Echo, one last thing as you're leaving the door. One micro step for this week. Let's at least one time this week find a place to, a time and an opportunity to praise God in the mundane. Echo Church, we love you. We appreciate you. Can't wait to see you next week. Have a great week, everybody.